Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with modern jazz trumpeter Jonathan Finlayson. Born and raised in Oakland, California, he just released 2016's Moving Still and talked about it at some length. Earlier on, he came under the tutelage of Bay Area legend Robert Porter and studied at the New School of Jazz with Eddie Henderson, Cecil Bridgewater, and the great Jimmy Owens. Then he went on to spend a lot of time under the great service of Steve Coleman playing with him and the finest cats in the world. He has quite a few truisms and thoughts on his jazz journey that are very illuminating, so please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Hey, thanks for taking a minute out to speak with me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and start everything off here and just kind of generically ask you, what, what's what been going on in your world lately? Oh, uh, just recently um, I've done a lot of playing with Steve Coleman. We had done residencies in Los Angeles and Chicago, Detroit, New York City, uh, a European tour back in November. We did some recording. It's, uh, it's been a very busy kind of last half of the year for me. And uh, it's just kind of slowed down coming up through January and now into February. So it's been a, a very busy yet productive year. You know, I had an Absolutely. album out in October as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It felt, yeah. felt very uh, – it was good. It was just – it was a lot of work. But I'm yeah. – uh, thankful for it and glad to get through it you know yeah absolutely well let's talk about that new album moving still talk to me a little bit about how you feel about this album and just kind of take me into the studio a little bit about the construction of this album it's funny like when you create a piece of work for me at least um it's not you have mixed feelings about it but you you just need a little bit of space away from it once it's done uh and having you know it was nice Having released the album in October, and I was in the midst of all this work uh, with Steve Coleman, and uh, uh, I did some work with Steve Lehman as well, and Mary Harrison. But uh, it was great because I'm I'm happy with uh, the end result, you know, the product. I feel it's a really good representation of that music. I feel everyone played beautifully. I really feel like it, it captured a moment, you know. And uh, that, that's one for me and helps me prepare for the next. What I want to do is kind of depart from the current and go into the past and talk about your childhood in Berkeley. Give me an idea of how you got into music and more specifically jazz. I actually, I'm from Oakland. And okay. I spent up until the eighth grade, you know, going to Oakland schools. And it was in, in sixth grade where I learned how to play the trumpet. And coming into the 10th grade, coming into middle school, I met um, Robert Porter, who was a mentor of mine. And that's where my fascination with jazz began. That's where a lot of my serious trumpet lessons began. And it was, you know, around that I guess, I don't know, 93 or something like that. Maybe maybe 94. But Robert, Robert Porter took... Uh, Took me around with him, uh, jam sessions, gigs. Uh, you know, gave me a lot of experience uh, playing wise, even though I was you know in over my head. But uh, it was very important lessons, and you know that's that's where the fascination begins, I guess. From there, you know, a lot happened. 
going to Berkeley High. And, you know, uh, I met I met Ambrose around that time. I met a lot of people around the time. There's also people in the Bay Area, uh, Khalil Shaheed, who had the Oaktown Jazz Workshop, and Jessica Jones, who had a, a a version of that. Or she worked for Oaktown, and then she had a thing that she did in Berkeley. Uh, there was a lot of jam sessions, you know, there was, there was a lot going on around that time. So did you always know you were going to be a musician? I mean, when you, when the claws really sunk in, you got into the trumpet, was it always music or were there other dreams that you had? No, I, (laughs) it's funny. I told someone I was about, I think I was going into, I don't know, my second year of middle school something like going in the eighth grade when I was pretty certain I wanted to play music. I experienced uh, like improvising and playing in a group and playing the music of uh, people like Hank Mully. And uh, I think we played this song, East of the Village. And I played some other tunes by the people. And I didn't really have access to this stuff. Um when I was in uh, in middle school, you know, and I went, I think I went to the Stanford Jazz Workshop, and met other kids that played music, and I was around adults that played, and we played, you know, charts that I'd heard on records, and I saw the music, and I was pretty hooked from that point on. I have to say, so I made a pretty firm decision in my mind, although maybe not outwardly, that I was going to definitely play music. So. What jazz albums in the beginning when you started really listening to jazz really got you going, really kind of took you to that place where you fell in love with jazz? There was uh, a copy of Kind of Blue Around the House on CD. Uh, you know, that was pretty strong, but that wasn't, like, my favorite thing. Uh, I was really into uh, Robert Porter sold me a copy of uh, Ready for Freddy. And it took me a long time to, to get around and listen to it, even to buy it. But once I did purchase it, and I really, just a record play, heard these songs like Marie Antoinette and Birdlike and Crisis, uh, I was just blown away. And then my dad had a copy of Freddie Hubbard's Skydives, where he plays uh, the theme from The Godfather. I had never even seen The Godfather. And my dad used to like it because he liked The Godfather, so he used to play it for me, even though I'd never seen the movie. I didn't understand the reference. But uh, the drama, you know, that exists in that version, you know, you know it's it's something, but and it, it has a, a purpose, but you know, at that time I had no idea. But even still, um, it was just very strong. And there were these two examples of a, a late Freddie Hubbard and an earlier Freddie Hubbard that I had that were, you know, just mind-blowing. Um, those were some of my early memories. And also, one more, uh, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, most specifically, they can't take that away from me and uh, tenderly. Uh, I used to hear that all the time in my, my dad's friend's car. Those, those kind of stick out for me. And yeah, right on. It. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you a little bit. I'm going to delve a little bit more into your education. At the New School, you studied with Eddie Henderson, Jimmy Owens, Cecil Bridgewater. 
What did you learn from that experience? What groomed you to become the musician you are from those individuals? Honestly, I, I studied, you know, with, with those guys. Um, but a lot of my real lessons, you know, came from just simply like playing with Steve Coleman and and Robert Porter. Um, I learned a lot also from, from Jimmy Owens. In, but it, it's different. Uh, I studied with like Eddie for a semester, uh, like peripherally for like a semester, not, not very much, and, and, and Cecil was a similar thing. But I spent a lot of time talking with Jimmy, and he would tell me stories about the history, about Dizzy, about things he saw. And, you know, I, I think it's really important to talk to people and to get their stories and that all the time. So, you know, any questions I had for Jimmy, you'd gladly answer, you know, and because Jimmy is hip and Jimmy knows uh, a whole variety of people that he's done many things in his career. So he was always just like a, a fountain of information from from that uh, regard and also a very good trumpet teacher. But Steve uh, Coleman, who I, I played with for almost 20 years, you know, that's that's a large, very large part of my education. I was playing with Steve before I got to the new school, so that answers the question. Yeah, well, and I want to delve a little bit more into Steve. What did Steve really teach you? What, what That had to be a monumental experience for you to be, for 20 years, to be with him. It's not quite 20. I still play with him. And, okay. Uh, I can't really <laughs> get into what he taught me. I mean, that's vast. And there's like a multitude of things, but if anything, him as an example of someone constantly searching, like moving forward and yet one foot always in the history is one of the most important things I, I've learned from him uh, because it, you, you have to know where things came from and, and how things played out. And, you know, you have to respect things in a historical framework. Uh, you got to understand what what was happening in certain times, you know, what developments would take place here versus happening over there in order to, you know, make a contribution, especially a lasting one like Steve has made, and to be so doggedly creative all the time. Um, that's him as an example for me. is profound. And... uh I don't know if he taught that to me, but that's something that I learned from him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you look back on your career and everything that's happened up to this point, how do you feel about your career? Uh, how do I feel about my career? I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't really take it in take stock like that. I'm just still trying to move forward, keep practicing, keep writing music, keep having meaningful experiences. Keep seeking out people that I know are far better than me and have information to give, you know? Yeah, that's all. I'm not yeah. really concerned at this point. I'll think about it when I stop, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Um, you know, if you could get back, if you can get into a time machine and go see somebody in the history of jazz, who would you love to go see live? Get into that jazz DeLorean, go see him. Where would you go and who would you want to see live? <laughs> I don't know. I've never given it much thought. 
maybe I'd go see Duke's bands. I don't Miles. I don't know. There's there's so many people. Yeah. Uh, just to see or to talk to, or, you know. Yeah, either way. If you ran it, ran into him after the show, saw him perform live, either or. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love Matt Lewis Armstrong or Duke Ellington or Bob Davis, Sonny's Monk. I mean, the list goes on and on. Luckily, there's a lot of footage of these people, but even still, yeah, it would be great to have conversations with all of them if possible. Uh, I don't know. I can't pick one. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's a good answer. Let me ask you this. Why do you love jazz? What What can I say other than what's obvious? I mean, I like to improvise. I like the spirit of improvisation. I like the spirit of creativity. I like to experience these things on a high level. I like the people that do it on a high level. I mean, the similar spirit exists in other music, too, but you know, I, I happen to have an affinity for this one, you know. Yeah, but I'm interested in all music at a high level, so uh, I don't just love jazz. What's one of the nicest things that a fan has ever said to you about your music, whether it was a live performance or a, a recording they listened to? Something that stands out to you? Uh, someone said something really funny to me last night. I'm not going to repeat, but... Well, I was at the Winter Jazz Festival. This this woman came up to me and she told me that she listens to Moving Still every morning before she goes to work. I was like, wow, thank you. She said it puts her in the right headspace. I never met her in my life, but, you know, and it's kind of odd for me. I don't really think of myself as having fans. So that she said that to me it was uh, pretty meaningful. Yeah, I, I had to think about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the last vinyl LP you dropped the needle on to to listen to? Ivo Pogorelic playing the uh, the Clavier Sonata. Beethoven. Opus 111. Cool. Very cool. So this is my final question for you to kind of get to the heart of some things. Everyone has a version of who you are. Your family, your friends, those you play for live business people, but it, when you wake up and you face the world and you go out there and you, you are you, who are you? <laughs> That's, uh, I, I don't know if I can answer that for you. Who, who am I? Yeah, uh, who are you? I am me, simply as that. I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how to answer that for you. That's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. an answer in itself. That is an answer in itself. I guess I do have one more question here for you. And this is sure. just kind of, let's say we talk in about 10 years from now. And I ask you what's going on. What are you going to want to tell me has happened? What are you kind of looking to see happen maybe in the next block of your life? Uh, simply that I get better. And that uh, my, my music is meaningful, makes a contribution. You know, along those lines, I'm not looking for any kind of uh, material gain, so to speak, in 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 that regard. You know, but only that. You know, I've gotten better. If I if I've gotten worse in ten years, that's that's going to be terrible. If my music yeah. fails to to do anything in the next ten years, then yeah, that would be that would be pretty bad. But uh, pretty much that that's it. 
you know, simply cool. getting better. So That's good. That's a good way to kind of wrap everything up. Jonathan, thank you for taking some time out and talking to me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Oakland, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Jonathan for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com, or for all things Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.